Welcome to Science Telephone, a subsidiary of the Shineheart Wind Company. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> wow. I gotta say Shineheart Wind Company? Maybe this can be the intro. Shineheart Wind Company. Went Shineheart Wind Oh, hi. I'm Jesse, and this is Science Telephone. As we do every episode, we'll start by meeting our guest scientist and learning a little bit about him and his work before calling up our comedians and then letting them go ham on it. So coming up on the show, we've got Ronald Dario, Ali Entwistle, and Mark Chavez, all extremely funny human beings. But we begin the telephone with our scientist. He's an accomplished physicist with a knack for making very cool things that are also very tiny. I'm here with Dr. Roshan Achal. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I know this is like a bit of a loaded question, but I, I, I did mention tiny stuff. Can you tell me about some of the tiny things you do? Ha. Yeah. So the, the thing I get to do basically every day is move atoms around one by one to try and build really tiny electronic devices. Moving atoms around one by one sounds like a very slow way to move anything. Like, can you, can you explain like, what, what does that mean? Yeah, no, it's uh, it can be very painful sometimes when one atom in the universe is giving you problems. So basically, we have a very special piece of machinery that uses essentially a sharp needle that we've um, filed down in, in a sense to one atom at its very point. And that lets us then go in and poke around other atoms. And so we can use that tip to poke an atom into place or remove an atom from a surface of a silicon wafer so or a chip, something that you might have in your cell phone. And that lets us build these really cool patterns. Uh, so, so a couple of the things we've done with this technology is we made a very tiny maple leaf structure. So for Canada's <laughs> 150th birthday, we made a maple leaf that was 10 times or 10,000 times smaller than the width of a human hair. 10,000 times smaller. Yeah, I think it was made from just 32 atoms. So that, that picture's on the internet somewhere. I think it's really awesome. And then the next year, we uh, made something even cooler, I think. We stored the first 24 notes of the Mario theme song in 62 atoms. And then we were actually able to move that tip over the structure like a record player and play the sound back. So is, is that kind of like a like a player piano type thing or like sheet music? Like what does that what does that actually look like? The computer image is a little less exciting than what I'm describing. It's basically bumps. So an atom that we put there on purpose uh, shows up as a bright bump and that gives you a one in binary. And then where there aren't atoms, you get zero. And so it just sort of reads it like Braille and then it goes into a computer, decodes that and then you get music out. So you're literally placing atoms individually one by one along like a line to indicate what notes are supposed to be played. Yep. <laughs> that is incredible. Could you use like what are some of the like practical implications of, of that kind of like that's very fun. But w w where does this go practically in the future? Yeah. So um, that memory, for instance, uh, there are a lot of technical limitations right now. So it's slow. Um, one of the things we said you could do is data archival. Uh, but the coolest part about this research is that we can actually use this uh, atom fabrication ability to maybe build ultra low power circuits for um, any type of technology. And that relies on our ability to create computer functionality from just a handful of atoms where a normal circuit would use thousands and thousands of atoms. So why would you want a circuit to have less atoms? Uh, so smaller, first of all, you know, your, your phone's been getting smaller and smaller. Uh, you want to uh, fit more processing power on a chip. Uh, the real limiting factor in technology right now is they can't fit as many computational elements on a chip anymore. So our performance is kind of reaching a plateau. Yeah. So then all the low power aspect, the smaller you make it, the less energy it requires to function. And so, you know, 
back in the day, uh, phone batteries lasted like half a day if you were lucky. Um, now they're lasting a little bit better, but the ideal, you know, you'd almost never have to charge your phone. Maybe like a weekly top up would be the ideal goal. Right. That's super interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about your work that is going to be going through the telephone today? Uh, yeah. So I wrote this dense wall of text for <laughs> <laughs> these poor comedians. And basically, it's everything. I, so everything I'm describing to you is pretty simple. We move atoms around. We're trying to build low power, tiny circuits. Okay. And then I just made it really, really obscured in technical jargon. So you'll hear the word quantum pop up a bunch, okay. silicon, crystal, this and that basically just some other language at this point this may be a stupid question so forgive me but like i wouldn't have assumed you could move atoms with a needle that seems like that just like there's something that feels wrong it's like that's made of atoms yeah no it's, it's really interesting um but that technique was actually developed sort of in the late 80s and the whole okay. stm was made in the early 80s and the guys that invented it got one of the fastest Nobel Prizes in history because it was just so revolutionary. Wow, that's so interesting. I had no idea. Okay, are there any like acronyms that might come up? Yeah, so dangling bond is maybe uh, one of the terms that's really confusing. And that's dangling bond. Dangling bond. Uh, I, th I always thought that was a weird term. I had to read the Wikipedia page when I first started uh, working on this stuff. <laughs> but it's basically just uh, you remove an atom from a surface and it just leaves behind an empty bond. And it's sort mm. of dangling there. Okay, cool. Uh, so that comes up as DB. And then um, STM is the machine we use, which is a scanning tunneling microscope. So STM just gets thrown around every day as an acronym. Can't wait to see how they butcher that. Oh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Okay, well, I think it's time to, to, to see them do exactly that. Let's bring in our first comedian now. Uh, hello? Hi. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Welcome back to the show. It's cat lover and very funny guy, Ronald Dario. Hello, everybody. Hello, Science Telephone uh, listeners. Oh, yes. It's great to have you back, Ronald. It's great to be back. I noticed when I have cats, I can only think of jokes that involve cats. Do you ever struggle with like coming up with funny stuff that isn't just about your cats? Oh, all the time. I So much of my stuff is just uh, talking about being a, or just like trying to make people relate to being a cat owner. And as I'm saying it, I'm yeah. like, I don't think anybody understands except for like the three people in the audience who were like nodding along and i'm like this is for you i, I feel like it's super relatable if you have a cat and yeah. for everyone else they're like what is it what's going on? these cat people are crazy yeah it's either it's relatable <laughs> to people who have cats or people who hate cats because the people who hate cats hate people who have cats and they're like those th that's exactly what a cat lover would say <laughs> You're feeding into all of those preconceptions. Yeah, I'm I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. <laughs> okay, so Ronald, I've just emailed you. Yes. A blurb that Roshan here wrote. Ronald, uh, before I bring on our next guest, how do you want me to introduce you? I'm uh, Doctor uh, Wilhelm Scream. Oh, good lord. Um, okay, it's time to call in our next guest. Hi, Allie Entwistle is here with us today. Hey, thank you. So, Allie, it's your first time on the show. I'm very excited to have you on, but I have mm -hmm. to ask the like the always opening question, which is okay. what is your relationship with science like? Oh, my God. Um, well, obviously, like all people, I once wanted to be a marine biologist. Very cool. Because I thought that that meant dolphin trainer. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was like six through mm, grade 10. Um, and then I found out it had a lot to do with mollusks. And I cared 
a lot less subsequently. So yes, I took science through high school, but I, you know what? I don't, I now I listen to like science podcasts sometimes, but I, I don't engage with it much. I'd like to be more scientific. Oh, you'd like, you'd like to be more scientific. Though. I'm excited. I'm excited to learn. Well, you're in the right place. That's perfect. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm very excited to introduce you to our scientists we have on the show today. Uh, Dr. Wilhelm Scream is here with us. Oh my gosh. Hello. 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 Allison. Hello, Jesse. Yep. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me well? We can hear you I'm very on well, Doctor. Airplane phone. <laughs> okay. You're good. on a. Very, you're on an airplane. Good. I'm on my private jet right now. I'm calling you down from my private jet. Is this essential travel? <laughs> no. I'm no. Don't. Don't. I'm it's... just. I'm just flying around in circles. I'm making sure to. I, the travel ban is strong, and I do not want to break it. I just I miss being in the air, so I'm just flying around in circles right now. You're just staying in Canadian Copenhagen. airspace. Oh, you're in Copenhagen. Oh, hopefully the connection there in the airspace above Copenhagen is pretty strong because um, we, we, we're looking forward to hearing all about your work, of course. No, it's very strong. It's like 10 Starbucks uh, Wi-Fi signals all combined in one. It's essential here oh in gosh. Germany. You should come. You should visit <laughs> okay. when you can. In Germany? Was I, did I say a city to that? <laughs> did I say a different city? That's fine. Yeah. I thought you were in Copenhagen, but no, that's, I mean, it's all the same airspace. Yes, uh, I, it's kind of just vague, vague European, much like my accent. Okay, well, let's not try and like maybe poke too many holes in, in where you're from and who you are um, before yes. it all falls apart Thank too early. You. So uh, let, let's let's just talk about the science here. Um, let's let the scientist fade into the background and just focus on the research. So doc, Dr. Right. Scream, uh, you have about a minute to explain your work to Allie, uh, and then she'll have the opportunity to ask you some clarifying questions. Um, and you can begin now. Okay, Allison. Uh, atomic scale vaccines precisely created on the surface of a hydrogen passivated silicon crystal form a basis for several next generation technologies. Can you understand? Wait, what was the first? What was the first word you said? Atomic. Atomic scale. vaccinations? Atomic scale vaccines precisely created on the surface of a hydrogen passivated silicon crystal form a basis for several next-generation technologies. Okay. These entities, known as dangling bonds, or we uh, abbreviate that to DBs, are zero-dimensional dimension, quantum dots that introduce isolated energy states within the silicon band gap. In one application, we use an STM to depassivate particular lattice sites to create thermally robust and ultra high density arrays of dbs okay okay should i do questions at the end or questions we'll do questions questions okay. at the end okay uh to uh, these dbs are to encode acoustic and linguistic information we use the SCM to build nano-sized, low-power computational circuitry from DBs atom by atom. These circuit designs take advantage of the fact that a pair of coupled DBs can localize a single electron between them. We can set the position of the electron in the pair via an external electrostatic perturbation, which causes the electron what? to quantum mechanically traverse the energy barrier in the opposite direction. Eventually, we aim to interface DB circuitry with the conventional technology to create the ultimate devices, and it's as simple as that. 
Okay. Thank you, Dr. Scream. Allie, uh, you have the floor. You're welcome. You're welcome. Sure. I mean, yeah. Do I get the broad strokes? Certainly. Um, do I understand what is happening? No. Um, <laughs> so, Your eyes are spinning right now. Yeah. So let's just go back to some of the last statements you made. Um, yes. Uh so okay so we're talking about atomic scale vaccination yes great and of course that's um what (laughs) what (laughs) name two nouns in the real world that this has to do with you know like (laughs) like like a dog or like a computer oh of course I mean, it's atoms, so I could basically say anything on Earth because we're all made of atoms. So I'll say a microphone and a macaroni art. So, okay. The dangling bonds themselves, um, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they make zero dimensions quantum. So if you were to, you know, take a dangling bond and you... yes. It's very dangerous to do that. Okay, but dangerous yes, to take. We'll walk down your scenario. Okay. okay. Your insane you scenario, Allison. And undangle it. Like you were talking about the opposite scenario of energy. What would that do to the microphone? Uh, it would put it into negative dimensions. So, so this would be negative two dimensions. You are familiar with the different dimensions. One D is like a like a line on a piece of paper. Two D would yeah. be uh, you draw a cartoon character like uh, yeah. what do you uh, North Americans like? Garfield is two D. Yep. Three yep. uh, D is us. It's me and you. Yay. Uh, 4D would be uh, some sort of being watching us as if we are uh, car- like you know wa- reading a comic book. So this would be negative. Okay, negative. So the zero D. Yes. What's zero D? Like in those same easy layman terms. In the, the oh yeah, well I'll try to put this in a something that you rock and roll North Americans like. Uh, imagine, imagine uh, you went to press play on iTunes on a song, and nothing okay. played, but it was also sure. everything playing. Yeah. Your entire life flashing before your eyes, like the finale of a television show. Dr. Scream, I have a question for you. You mentioned that you're you're building nano-sized, low-power computational circuitry yes. from the DBs. Yes, you're quoting me exactly. Yes, and that you, you do that by using an STM. Um, can you tell me what an STM is that you use to build that circuitry? Uh, absolutely. It's a standard, trans-dimensional machine person. So it's an STMP? Well, it's a machine person is all one together. There's not even a hyphen there. So kind of like Batman, you know, you don't have bat space man. It's just one thing. We know it's important to have women in STEM. Is it also important to have women in standard trans dimensional Mm. machine persons? Yes, absolutely. It's very, it's vitally important. I try to get uh, all of my daughters to get into Uh STM, uh, but none of them are very interested in it so far. Perhaps my granddaughters might be interested in it. I have lots of pamphlets. I think just having different perspectives would really, really help us to solve uh, all of these uh, uh, new problems that come with uh, making negative dimensions. Totally. And and the end goal, I guess my, one of my big things is like, what's your end goal with your research? Like, what are we doing here? We are, what we're trying to do is we're trying to warp reality <laughs> okay. however we see fit. Warp reality wherever we see fit. Yes. I just have one last question for you, Dr. Scream. Shoot, Jesse, shoot. 
Um, I, I saw that you said that you build this computational circuitry from the DBs atom by atom. So how do you yes. build something one atom at a time like that? Basically, when you're building something atom by atom, it's 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 much like a, a Lego set, like a Death Star or a, uh, the Simpsons house. Uh, you have the picture on the box, so you see all the pieces, and you put them piece by piece all together, and then you have Homer drinking a beer. You know, that sort of thing afterwards. Okay. That's fantastic. Um, and is that it? How, how are you doing, Ali? Any more questions or do you fully understand this? Um, I mean, to me, yeah, I think it could probably all be summed up as Homer drinking a beer. Yeah, that sounds so right. So Duff, Duff beer? Yeah, uh, uh, well, we, it's 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 Dufeldor beer here, here oh, but I think in North America, you just <laughs> shortened it. Uh, Copenhagen, Germany. Yeah, no, I mean, because yeah. you did actually mention uh, that you encode acoustic and linguistic info. And I actually forgot to mention, I, I have a degree in linguistics. So <laughs> guess that. Oh, mm. So, I mean, really, I get it. Because you said the word linguistics. Linguistics, acoustics, mm -hmm. much like me playing Wonderwall at a party. Okay. So I think it's time to uh, move on to the next phase of the telephone here. So thank you very much, Dr. Scream. Uh, I'm going to, uh, you can just put yourself on mute here now and sit by and watch. All right. Good. I'm going to be uh, eating a bunch of peanuts up here in my plane. Thank you. Okay. Great. Goodbye. Okay. So, Ali, how you doing? I'm amazing. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So, Ali, do you, want, do you want me to introduce you as, uh, do you have a, a delightful scientist name? Like I think I'd like to be the marine biologist of my dreams. Okay. So I'll be um, Sandra. I almost said O. Sandra. Sandra. Ah. Sandra. Sandra. Ah. Ah. Sandra. Mm -hmm. ah. Sandra. Okay. Ah. Sandra. Ah. Dr. Sandra. Ah. Mm -hmm. A marine biologist. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I may feel like that might throw Mark off a little bit. That's true. But no, this is a different su subset of my work. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll let, I'll let you yeah, explain. I will. <laughs> so it's time to bring in our last guest today. I'll call him up now. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. It's Mark Chavez. Hey, that you're Mark Chavez. Nice you're, to meet. Oh, I gotta stop doing that. I say it's. This is the problem. Is I answer the phone and then I introduce who the person is because. Right. Right. Yeah, and then no, it's awkward. I'm Mark. It's nice to it's nice to be here. Hi, everyone. Well, welcome. Uh, it's great to have you. Thank you. So it's also your first time on the show, Mark, as evidenced by how awkward that introduction was. Not that it was your fault. Mm -hmm. It was my fault. Uh, you weren't no, you weren't prepared for me. I'll take responsibility. Yeah. OK, no, it's, it's fine. Mm -hmm. We'll share it. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I need to ask you as well. How did you do in science when you were in school? What was that experience like for you? Uh, it was okay. Um, I I really like science. I actually um, I wanted okay. to uh, to to pursue it uh, as a career, but I wasn't good enough. Oh really? So <laughs> yeah. So I followed comedy. Uh, <laughs> the the natural was, next step. It was paying off more immediately, and that worked for me. <laughs> that I could just like you know short term goals kind of thing. What know? kind of science were you interested in? Uh, uh, astrophysics. Oh, wow. Uh, cool. Yeah. I, uh, so I studied physics in school. Um, but I didn't, I, like I say like this, it's, it sounds more impressive, I get than it, it like, cause I didn't, I didn't follow through, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I ended up doing uh, theater and stuff like that instead. Well, now you've got an opportunity to bring those two worlds together. I can't wait. On that note, uh, I'm mm -hmm. very excited to introduce you to our scientists that we have here. We've got Dr. Sandra Ah. Hi, doc. Hi, Dr. Sandra. Uh, Dr. Ah, nice to, nice to meet you. Hi, Mark. Hi. 
Dr. Ah here has been doing some groundbreaking research and uh, is going to share it with you. Wonderful. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear about it. All right. So, Dr. Ah, you'll have about a minute to explain your work. Dear God. You can begin. I'll I'll give you some leeway if need be, uh, but you can begin now. Mark, hi. I'm Dr. Sandra Ah. So, I'm a marine biologist, but this has nothing to do with my marine biology, but I wanted to say that off the top. Okay. So, what we're doing here, Mark is we're building a computational circuit space, okay? We're building it atom by atom, okay? Now, we've got atomic scale vaccination, buzzwords, buzzwords. The hydrogen crystals, keep that in mind, they have dangling bonds, okay? These DBs, these are dangerous, okay? Because they create zero dimensions, Mark. That's like if you're on iTunes and you're playing every song, but no songs are playing, okay? Now, we use STEM. It's important to get women in STEM, but you're not thinking about that stem we're talking about standard trans-dimensional machine per person okay you can say machine people but we re- prefer if you say machine person okay now we are going to be encoding acoustic and linguistic information okay linguistics that's important to remember um, we're going to pair those dbs because a pair of dbs can actually localize an electric an electron Okay, that's important to remember. If you can't remember that, remember, it's like building a Lego kit. Okay, like the Death Star, the really expensive ones that you put on the Christmas list and you hope Santa brings, like the Simpsons house. Okay, imagine Homer drinking a Duff beer, atom by atom. We're trying to warp reality, Mark. So that's really most of my work on this, not my marine biology work. That mostly is about dolphins. Okay. That's fantastic, um, Sandra. Uh, do you mind if I call you Sandra? Um, I do. Okay. I've worked <laughs> very hard uh, for this title. You piece uh, you of shit. You know what? I, I don't know why I you asked. You said you I couldn't apologize. become a scientist. I, Here I have. I become a scientist and you deem to call me Sandra? I wouldn't. Uh, I, Sorry. I, I, it's no, been a hard day with the dolphins. I understand. Now, what is... So, sorry. I, I think I missed... What What did you say? No, I'm sorry. What did you... What was your total... What's the goal of mm-hmm. your of your project? Yeah. The goal? Yes. It is to build a computational circuit space. You know, I, I heard that, but w- what does this computational yeah. circuit space do? Right. So, I mean, imagine a microphone or a piece of macaroni, Mark. Okay. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be trying to warp reality wherever we see fit. So we're taking... Well, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I understand you want to warp reality, but w- to what end? To what end? You know, what, like, like- <clears throat> okay, so these dangling bonds, these DBs... They're dangerous, Mark. Yes. They're dangerous. And if you take one, you can end up in minus 2D. Okay. Do you want to be in minus 2D? You're saying that humans can actually fall into only two or fewer dimensions? Because of these. Because of dangling bonds. Because of dangling bonds. And are dangling... And the DBs are everywhere? Are, Are they new to our reality? Okay. So here's the thing. There has been an uproar in the scientific community because db of course also famously stands for dingleberries which are <laughs> very famously yes. the little pieces of poop on your butt yeah that does not have to do with what we're talking about here <laughs> but at my thesis my my phd defense most of the team thought that's what i was talking about and that is the kind of danger that we cannot get into here does that make sense to you so you still got your phd w- defending something when the whole body thought you were talking about dangling dingleberries. I fielded the questions with an expertise that they said was exemplary. Because a lot okay, of my amazing. dolphin babies, okay. DBs, so- also get DBs, <laughs> dingleberries. And my dolphins all understand how dangerous 
Okay. DB dangling <laughs> bonds can be also dingleberries because they can cause infection. Okay, let's circle back to how this has to do with linguistics and acoustics. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, give me a specific question on that. I feel like the scope is so big that I I could ask you anything. I could say like what, totally. like what does a dangling or, or what does what what's the what does a um uh a a a, a what does the DB actually stand for? A dangling bond or a dingleberry? What is the dangling dolphin baby? Yeah, how how yeah, what is the dangling mm-hmm. bond? Is it is the dangling bond? How does it have to do with acoustics? Let's start there. Oh, with acoustics. Well, that's easy. Okay, so when we're building nano-sized circuitry, Mark, we're looking at atomic-scale vaccination, okay? So when you say those (laughs) words, you're using both your all your speech mechanisms, right? We're using airflow, we're using um, the friction that happens in your mouth, and that is going to cause different sound uh, waves to exit your mouth and go into someone else's ears, where the auditory process starts. So a lot of this me talking is actually a, an in-practice look at linguistics in action. I'm sorry. I mean, I get that, but how, so, but you're talking about <laughs> vaccination on a molecular scale. Uh, and oh, it seems an like atomic you just scale, Sorry, ta- I on hate a, to. I know, I said, on an atomic scale, yeah, I apologize totally. for the mistake. Mm-hmm. On an atomic scale. So, and it seems like you just started talking about that, but then you started talking about how sound works in our ears. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear the connection between vaccination on an atomic scale and how the ear... Right, the atomics. So, actually, all parts of your body have the atoms. They all have the atoms, yeah. Yeah, that, I got There's that. atoms. Uh-huh. All of them. All of them have it. So, they're actually a huge part of what causes sound. So, that's kind of where we encode the acoustic and linguistic info. We're going to encode that in our, you know, the word vaccination right now, buzzword, you know? COVID, you're, you're wondering, are the dolphins going to get COVID? And I say, not if we get them into the phase two vaccination. Okay, some of these dolphins are very susceptible, right. especially with their dingleberry infections. So, okay, so then we, we talked about this Lego kit analogy, like when you're building, yes, you're building you. a very complicated, yeah. and I get, I think I get how that has to do with, you know, building something atom by sure. atom. Mm-hmm. What is the Like, what is the Death Star in this analogy, or what is the Simpsons house? Right, yes. So the Death Star is the computational circuit space, and the individual pieces of Lego are the atoms. And the so the computational circuit space, what does that look like then? Like, what is that a a, a device? So yes, it looks it looks exactly actually like it looks exactly like the Lego Death Star. It's. the same. What I will say is the inner workings are also very similar. One of the atoms had a hard childhood and it is mad. Okay. Okay. It's, um, it's had a lot of fear and anger and darkness and those led it to want to build a, a planet sized vessel that could build up other, or, uh, sorry, blow up other planets. Circuit space. Mm-hmm. So what is the computational service space, serv- yeah. circuit space blowing? Is it blowing up disease? Yes. It's blowing up. the, the co- So you're building a computational circuit space. And is this something that you inject in a human or is it something that a human would go to and like... Deal- you know what? We don't like to um, name names. We don't like to uh, put boundaries. Okay. On what we can vaccinate, because we don't know. You know, we don't know what. There's there's an implication here that I feel like you're you're dancing around, and I want to know what it is. We don't want to say that some 
some objects aren't worthy of vaccination. For example, you know, I watched a video last night where a woman was married to a carnival machine. And I read a newspaper article about a woman getting married to a dolphin. And I don't want to say that these things are less important to get vaccinated than other things is what I'm trying. So you can put it into a juice box. You can put that in. And what it does, too, is even if it can't be punctured by like a needle, say, so something like a carnival machine, you can vaccinate that. So anything that could possibly be vaccinated, you you can put this into. It's huge. I'm okay. a science of everything. A scientist of everything. Sorry. I think we've got to move on now. It feels like there's sort of endless examination that, that your research could be subject to here. It's, it's just so fascinating and all encompassing, really. Thank you very much, Dr. Ah. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Ah. Uh. Mark. Yes. You feel like you got all of that pretty clearly? Oh, absolutely. Point? Yeah, 100%. Great. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Before before we move on to the next phase, uh, do you want me to introduce you as anything unusual? Do you have to a the, scientist name? To the governing body? Yeah. Um, doctor, uh, no, I, uh, Dr. <laughs> uh, Mark Chavez. <laughs> okay. I started to write that down. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, Dr. Mark Chavez. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Sounds great. Let's call everyone back in. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for attending this month's Canada Research Council Funding Committee meeting. Uh, we're going to pick one scientist in Canada to receive a commemorative set of pennies to help them get through the tougher part of the research season. So making a case uh, for the commemorative set of pennies, we have Dr. Mark Chavez here. Everyone, welcome, Dr. Mark Chavez. Welcome. Yay. Yay. Yes, welcome. Hello. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Dr. Chavez. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of esteemed luminaries on the committee today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Dr. Mm-hmm. Sandra Ah. Thank you. Welcome, Dr. Ah. Uh, Dr. Wilhelm Scream. Welcome, Dr. Scream. Hello. Uh, and Dr. Hello. Roshan Achal. Hi. Welcome. Hello. Uh, so, Dr. Chavez, you have one minute to explain your work to us. Uh, you may begin anytime. Hello, and uh, thank you all. And if it would please the uh, uh, Canada funding body, uh, I would like to tell you that I am very pleased to be here and I appreciate the work and the time you've put in to letting me talk and letting me be here. So I appreciate that. And if you don't mind, I would like to start without any further ado. Uh, I am Dr. Mark Chavez, and I have been working on something called a, a, a computational circuit space. Now, what that is, is a a immunization device uh, that is built on the molecular level and on the atomic level, I might say. And it is used to immunize not only people, but anything. And how we create that is if you would follow my train of thought here, imagine, I don't know, a Lego kit and pretend that you are opening that box. It's Christmas morning or whatever holiday you might, maybe it's a birthday or something that you would get a Lego kit in. You open it up, you find the instruction manual and you start to put that together. And what happens is you get a a Death Star or maybe a Simpsons house. And that device can then be taken and put in, as I say, a human, a dog, maybe a (laughs) carnival machine and it will immunize that thing how great question using linguistics and acoustic technology we have found a way to make the sounds of you know how the ear works i don't have the time or the knowledge to get into that but how it works is that it takes sound and acoustic linguistic work 
and it vibrates and creates an immunization from emanating from this to continue the metaphor this lego death star now what i want to tell you is that what is very scary in our world and this is a bit of a sidebar and one that i have no idea how to relate to this there are something called dbs in the planet those are dangling bodies and this relates to my work but in a way that was never made clear in my research or in my studies and i and frankly, I just want to tell you about these dangling bodies. Science has confirmed, and there has been a, quote, big uproar in science around these DBs, which, as you very clearly know, sound a lot like the very popular dingleberry, which can be found on a person's butt, but not just a person, anyone's butt or anything's butt. We don't like to discriminate in the science community. Indeed, thank you. Now, what I want to tell you also is that I'm very happy to be here, and I appreciate the work that you do, and thank you so much for your time. And I now open the panel up for any and all questions. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Chavez. Thank you. Uh, the floor is open to questions. I see I was so clear that there are no questions. Dr. And Chavez, that, hello. Uh, this is... Yeah. Yes, Dr. Chavez, sorry, my connection on my plane. I'm just going to turn off these episodes of Modern Family that are playing. Uh, my question to you is, uh, how, how do you prevent uh, this kind of technology from getting into the wrong hands? It seems like if you played a song in a mall or something, you could change everybody into uh, any kind of thing, a Lego set or a dolphin or whatever, using, using that technology. So how do you prevent this from getting into the wrong hands like a crazy german person <laughs> that's a that you know what that is a fantastic question and the way that we're going to prevent this type of technology from getting into the wrong hands is that it doesn't work now fo follow my train of thought here what will what will happen is we will create these these uh uh, 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 uh computational circuit spaces using uh, atoms, building it atom by atom. This is, you know, small, small, one might call it nanotechnology. Mm. But these, they don't, it doesn't work at all. So nobody can 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 use it linguistically or otherwise. It should be fine. Um, Dr. Ch uh, mm -hmm. Chavez, um, I just yes. wanted to start with, it does please us. So thank you for asking if it would. Um, mm -hmm. And I also just wanted to say, um, what I, I mean, still the question stands, how will you keep it from getting into people's hands? Because, it, you know, what, regardless of whether it works or not, it would still be in the hands. Yes. I, and I understand your, your worry and your trepidation. That's very, and that's mm -hmm. a valid worry. And I appreciate um, reiterate asking the question again, because you mm -hmm. did unlock more information by re-asking. Let me tell you that technology is so and I and I and I'll use the term in this. If, sorry if I get too jargony or sciencey. It's too teeny tiny teensy to be able to hold in a hand. Okay, so if if you know the molecules, you know we we talk about them as if they are marbles or you know. Mm. But 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 honestly, there there's very little matter and a lot of space. And if you build if there's something very very tiny, it will slip through the hand as you would say slip through whatever organization gave you your doctorate. Uh, any other questions? <laughs> um, I've got a question mm -hmm. for you actually. Um, what type of scientist are you? I am a marine biologist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just yeah. wanted to confirm. That 
so cool. So am I. Yeah, I, 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 I follow your work, Dr. Dr. Ra. Just another mm-hmm. follow up here. Um, you, you talked a lot about how the goal is immunization. Yeah, absolutely. Here. What are you trying to immunize against or for? Now, that is a great question. Immunization. Now, I know the word that's going to, you know, when people, when they hear immunization, they think <laughs> that's great. The flu. Wonderful. You know, something's going on right now. COVID-19. Immunize, you know, that, you know, those, those things. And yes, those are valid things to immunize against or for. What we're immunizing are certain types of uh, things that aren't quite ready to exist yet in terms of their new diseases, diseases that we don't know about. Perhaps they're, 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 they're waiting in the wings, ready to strike. And this is called pre-immunization of immune of we're immunize pre pre-immunization pre-immunization mm-hmm. okay that's fascinating dr chavez yeah. how dangerous yes. are dangling bodies all i can tell you is that they caused an uproar <laughs> in the community because they are very dangerous da- what what do, they, what do they look like though that's a wonderful question now um in order so i'm gonna have to go into a dimensional talk uh, for lack of a better word so we as uh, as uh, we we exist in 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 three dimensions four if you you know if you include time which you should <laughs> because if you didn't i wouldn't have just a minute to tell you my I, obviously you guys seem to be a little bit preoccupied with time that, that dimension we exist in four dimensions okay <laughs> three physical one one uh, in in one time now the dangling bodies what they can do is they can take you and push you down the dimensional train so you are not only exist you're not you're not existing in three with with the time dimension you're just existing in two two spatial dimensions that's flat that's flat as can be or less fewer as it were one dimension what does that look like hard to comprehend we can't even comprehend one dimension let alone zero dimensions which can also happen so think about that and then try to think about what it would be like to go into a negative dimension i have a question about the dimensions if you were to come up with like a um... Uh, just like a layman's way of explaining zero dimensions, maybe using iTunes. How would you <laughs> describe that? Imagine a playlist that had no songs. Wow. Very close. Yeah. <laughs> Missing one step. <laughs> I, that's as best wow. as I that's, can do. That's some of Dr. Wilhelm's, uh, you know. I got very excited. <laughs> do, do you have any any idea how the DBs might be related to the rest of your work? Absolutely. Any speculation? Well, perhaps? so... DBs, and we have gone, in, in my research, we went extensively into questions about this. We kept trying to bring it back in my research. Like, what do the DBs do? And we kept reaching dead ends in our research. And so the best I can muster is that <laughs> DBs, dangling bodies, and not to be confirmed I was actually confusing them, I, or, con- sorry, just confused. with dolphin babies. That was a, that's, what was my first thought. And dolphin babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, there's so many things. Um, I think what the dangling bodies are. I think that with our with our um, our computational uh, circuit spaces, we will be getting rid of these DBs. That's what. That's my best guess. Is anything that's called a dangling? If something is dangling, it it doesn't sound great. Nothing dang. If if it's intentionally there, it's hanging. You know. It, or it's it's laid or like you know but if it's dangling it implies that it is remained and is holding on the way you 
explain that? Uh, sorry, just another question here. It implies that you found them and they already had their name. Were they pre-named or did you name them dangling on purpose? Because it, it sounds like that was maybe part of your discovery. I'm interested. Did you naturally know? Yes. <laughs> they, things they came. <laughs> it was pre-named. And I don't know if you know this, but a lot of things in, in, the, science, in the science world are pre-named. Mm, they yes. come with a name. Speaking of which, mm -hmm. I see here on, your, on the pamphlets you have provided us, there's uh, STM. Uh, could you let us know what that Ooh, stands for? <laughs> yes, that is the Standard Transcendental mm. Medicinal Practice. Or so my handwriting tells me. Yeah. And that what what this what that and what did I just say? Standard transdimensional medicinal. So let's take those words. Standard, normal, transdimensional, three of different dimensions, able mm. to be of different dimensions. Medicinal, mm. having to do with medicine. How does that relate? Let's think about that. Transdimensional medicinal <laughs> standard. This is normal and standard, but the medicinal aspect of it, it can move from one dimension to another. So you could take, uh, doctor, you could take an, an immunization medicine, okay, or orally, topically, other, and that could then propagate through your other realities. So not only would you take it, but the infinite other doctors that you are wow. in the universe and these and this and all the other universes would also be immunized. Are you immunizing through space-time? Wow. Well, anything you do is through space-time. Excuse me, sir. I am well, a distinguished if I, doctor. If I move this Please cup, it's moving that. through space-time. Okay. Order order in the council <laughs> chambers, please. Um I, I, we were almost out of time. I just have one last question, um, Dr. Chavez. Uh, mm. Let's just say you needed to explain what you do to like a small child, like a five-year-old, and have them understand reasonably well the, the broad strokes of what you do. Um, mm -hmm. what, would, what would you say to that five-year-old child? Exactly what I said to you. I believe, so this, this brings up my parenting uh, um, philosophy. And I think that you speak to a five-year-old as well. You speak to a 40-year-old as you'd speak to an 80-year-old or a two-year-old. You use real words and real language, okay? So what I would say to them is I would say, Hey, guess what, how it works. You take a Lego and make it into immunization. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could, I could, I, I could help you out though. I mean, I could answer your question a little bit better. I, what I would say is that what we, because is this for you? Thanks. Because <laughs> what, what, yeah. what I would say, what I would say <laughs> is I'm working on, oh, I'm working on a complicated kind of system of. Uh, we're, yeah, it seems like it. That's what I'm looking for is you to distill it yeah, down into something like, simpler. You know how sometimes you feel sick? <laughs> you get a little cough, little runny nose. I could make that never happen. And, and, and also, I could make sicknesses you don't even know are a thing happen. So let's say, I don't know, there's a disease that happens maybe in the world somewhere that your, your butt falls off, okay? <laughs> I know, scary, right? Well, we'll get rid of the dingleberry problem. You didn't even, exa well, exactly. And you didn't even know it existed until I brought it up. And now I did, and now you have that knowledge. I can immunize you from that. And what that means is I, I, I just build a little machine, put it inside you, and it not only immunizes you, but immunizes all the other copies of you across the universe. Wow. Okay. I, I, I think that's pretty clear. I, I definitely understand the majority of what Excellent. you said. Um, so I, I, it's time to do a quick vote. Um, 
Can I see uh, all in favor of giving Dr. Chavez the set of commemorative pennies? Say aye. 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 Fascinating work. Aye. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's unanimous. Nice. Thank you very Congratulations. much. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. Right. I'm chuffed. You can uh, <laughs> pick them up at the stage door uh, after Great. we disembark. No, what's... What, what, what do you call it when you leave a, a meeting? A, a committee journey. meeting? Just... A, <laughs> I was testing you. <laughs> you almost didn't get the pennies. Okay. So thank you very much, Dr. Chavez. This has been fantastic. Um, I want to I wanna turn things over now <laughs> back to uh, Dr. Achal. Um, <laughs> can you Hello. Uh, help, help us out here a little bit? <laughs> what happened? What went wrong? What went right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? A shocking what? amount of things went right. But I knew we were doomed. <laughs> Literally, after the second word, I knew we were doomed. It was vacancies, not vaccines. <laughs> oh, no. Was it red wrong? I was too busy. I was too busy worried that I sounded like Sebastian the Crab. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Once that happened, all bets were off. So um, should I start with what was wrong or what was right? I mean, wh- why don't you start with, like, broadly what? what this actually means and then maybe we could talk about some of the pieces that made it through especially dangling bonds dangling bodies okay i'll give you like the one sentence summary basically we have a silicon chip like you might find in your phone and we put a layer of hydrogen on top so you know imagine like a light bright set and then we take a sharp tip and we can poke a hole in that light bright set and it creates this vacancy which is a dangling bond and those dangling bonds can hold electrons and we can make cool patterns and structures out of these dangling bonds and those can be ultra low power circuits so eventually your phone might last a week if we could make a circuit made entirely out of dangling bonds yes oh the uh, acoustic and linguistic information so basically we can make dangling bonds in sort of grid-like patterns to represent zeros or ones like binary information and so we stored the first 24 notes of the mario theme song using 62 atoms or dangling bonds and so you can play back this acoustic information like a record player so so the dangling bonds are how you're able to store information basically there, there are these vacancies so we we pluck atoms off the surface and those vacancies represent a unit of information so it's information stored and much smaller yeah exactly nanoscale storage and then the other side is you can make circuits out of them so electrons can be in dangling bonds and they can do a whole bunch of cool things and those properties let you make really, really tiny, really low power circuit devices. Sorry, I'm, I'm, it's gonna, this is the same kind of questions I had for <laughs> Dr. Ah. What does it look <laughs> like <too>. Like <laughs> when, when you go to work and you're doing something, what do you actually do? Like, what are you like? Are you like t- I, I'm picturing you like taking a film and like poking a hole or something like which I know is not which I know is not what you're doing. Like, like, what is your how does your day like? How do you fill your day? Well, uh, most of the time, I'm just at a computer. So there's a machine like that in the background. Yeah, it's a spaceship-looking thing. And so we there's a whole bunch of um, really sensitive electronic equipment in there, and we talk to it with a computer. So on the screen, we see these sort of two-dimensional pictures uh, representing three-dimensional stuff in the machine. And so we can tell a very, very sharp tip that's sharpened down to one atom at its point to go over an atom on the surface, and then we just shoot a little bit of electricity at it. It rips the atom off out of the surface, and it makes a dangling wow. bond or a dangling body if you're feeling like homicidal. <laughs> really depends. 
the dangling bonds, what are they, are they waiting for something? They're waiting to be filled? Yeah. So, <laughs> I definitely didn't okay. name these. I was telling Jesse earlier that I had to look up the Wikipedia article when I first started school about what the heck a dangling bond was. It's a cute chemistry term. And so it's basically just dangling in the wind, waiting for something to come bond to it. Okay. Very cool. So what are what are some of the pieces that like that made it through that you saw kind of survived <laughs> intact? Well, um, dangling. Yep. I was going to say Mark's Mark's explanation sounded similar to <laughs> yeah. like they are. You know, that was a good, oh, good parsing you. of uh, dangling, Mark. <laughs> uh, all right. What are some of the great stuff that made it through uh, Lego set? Actually, that, that was a great analogy than one that we use all the time. So we're building stuff atom by atom and we refer to it as atomic Lego. Nice. All right. So way to go. That Very just good. came up organically. That's so awesome. Legos made it through. <laughs> Legos. <laughs> yeah. Microphones and macaroni. Not much to do with anything. <laughs> I like the acronym standard transdimensional machine person. Very inclusive. Oh, yeah. And then I that I misread my own note. <laughs> so anyway. here, here's a question. What is what is zero dimensional mean? Because uh, that came up and then it kind of floated around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I that was the next thing I was going to say. Does it have to do with iTunes? iTunes comes up in some of the stuff we talk about. No. When we when we stored the Mario song, we were talking about like how much information you could store in an area, and the analogy we used was you could store all of the iTunes library on the surface of a coin. Oh, oh my god! Wow. Wow. All of yeah. my <laughs> iTunes library because that's just a few songs. I don't really. <laughs> all, all, all of iTunes. Wow. Yeah. And especially all of your iTunes collection. <laughs> How does this relate to, so this, is this like supercomputing or, or, or is that a different? That's, yeah, of... that's different. That's trying to enhance the processing power. The memory storage is just trying to make as much information as possible stored in the smallest area. Right. Cool. Uh, the other side, the, the computational circuit space that you were talking about uh, may help improve computer speeds though in the future. Nice. Zero dimensional. Uh, right. Uh, you're trying to give an analogy. So if somebody said you have a line, then you have a box and then you have a cube. Something like that. So that's uh, 1D, 2D, 3D. Mm -hmm. Zero dimensional is just a point. So you put a period down there and essentially like a line, you can walk across it, right? A point is just mm. one point in space. You're either on it or you're not. And that's it. So there's that. no other dimension to it. You can't travel even like one atom to the left or one atom to the right. Uh, it's just a point. Awesome. So yeah, any other any other questions for Dr. Rachel? No, um, uh, I guess I just, uh, when, what's the... Um, how is this being rolled out? If, if anything, Are, like what's the, what's the next step for you once, once you kind of like do your research and figure out and kind of nail it down? Are, are you, do you like call Motorola? They're like, we don't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. maybe, maybe I think, do. I think we're going to aim for Nokia. Their phones have really proven to last. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so I'm, I'm actually, uh, Pretty lucky. So after I was done school, I immediately was able to continue this research with the startup company. And so we're, we're just trying to perfect a lot of what we've been doing the last couple of years. And then eventually, um, hopefully, we'll have a product that we can initially take to market. And then eventually, you'll just have dangling bonds everywhere. That sounds very dangerous. <laughs> that sounds very dangerous. Um, I have a question. What does STM actually stand for? Ah, it stands... Uh, it scans. It stands for Scanning Tunneling Microscope. Oy. Oh, cool. Oh. That sounds cool. Yeah. So that's that's basically the big machine that we work with. Is that what's behind you? Yeah. That's an STM. Nice. And nice. it essentially amounts to that very sharp tip, your uh, silicon surface, and you bring the tip in and then you scan it along and you're reading tiny, tiny electrical currents and those get transmitted to the computer and form an image of the atoms. So microscope, microscope's wow. sort of a misnomer. You don't actually look through anything. Crazy. 
Right. My Super notes cool. are starting to make more sense the more you talk, which is funny <laughs> because when Ronald was talking, I mean, sorry, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Wilhelm, um, <laughs> I was just like writing down whatever I heard. <laughs> I was encoding acoustic and linguistic information. Any, any resemblance <laughs> to science is purely coincidental. I just closed my eyes and poked at the thesaurus. <laughs> okay, so it, it's about time to wrap up. Um, but, but before we do, I, I, I want to kind of find out what, as you say, Ali, you know, some of your notes are starting to make more sense. So I'm curious uh, from, from our comedians today, uh, can anybody tell me what a DB is? A dangling bond or body, if you want to be uh uh what did you say uh something if you wanted to be like uh homicidal yeah homicidal a a dangling (laughs) bond is a point in space that you can create a current (laughs) with other dangling bonds no i can't do it it turns out the dangling bond was inside of us all along all along it was the dangling bonds we saw along the way so i guess that i guess that's how i failed i I it's pretty close yeah. i feel it's okay i liked your idea about immunizing all realities so i think you get a pass oh nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well th- this was awesome I- i've i've learned a ton hope hopefully everyone else has learned something cool from this yeah. absolutely thanks everybody so much this has been really fantastic thanks for sharing all your knowledge with us um dr Chow has been incredible before we go I want to make sure that anyone who's listening knows where they can find all of you people online. And especially if you're doing anything else these days that you want to plug. So, um, Ronald, do you want to go first? Where, where can people find you online? Anything you're, you're up to these days that uh, you want people to know about? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter or Instagram at Ronald Dario or Dario at Ronald Dario. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. That's all. That's all, all I'm I'm here on the plane with Dr. Scream. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Allie Ent. Um, and then I also have a podcast with my friend Carrie Donaldson called When Carrie Met Allie, where we watch rom-coms and make fun of them. So you can tune in there. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Mark Chavis, where you get my biannual <laughs> tweets and pictures. I'm also uh, you can find me every week uh, at the uh, online uh, doing the Sunday Service Improv Show. We're on YouTube uh, nine o'clock on Sunday Vancouver time every week. Um, yeah, I could also like to plug uh, uh, this sounds serious. That's a podcast for all you podcast listeners. It's a it's a uh, faux true crime podcast made by Kelly and Kelly. It's recently written up in the New Yorker, so I. It's on my mind. It's a, something I've written and a lot of us performed in around the Vancouver community. And that's that. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, and Dr. Rochelle, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Smilentist. And or <laughs> yeah, I know it's video, so you can't really appreciate how much I smile, but yeah, it, love that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you can find a lot of information about all this stuff at Roshanachal.com. Just before Christmas, some very talented friends and I released a children's science book about how Santa gets around the world. So much less uh, obscure than all of this. Uh, So I know Christmas is just past, but it's never too early to start thinking about next Christmas. So go give it a read. That's fantastic. Awesome. So thanks, everybody, so much. Uh, Hope you all enjoyed the call. And yeah, thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Science Telephone is produced by Jesse Lupini and Lucas Cavanaugh. We're edited by Kobe Michaels. Our designer is Kelsey Hemphill, and our intro is performed by France Paris. That's me. To learn more about the show, this episode's scientists, or the comedians you just heard, visit us on the internet at sciencetelephone.com or on Twitter at SciTelShow. S-C-I-T-E-L Show. 
End of call.